0: Welcome to the show. I'm James. I'm David. I'm Riley. And today, for some reason, we are discussing Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. We'll laugh. We'll argue. We might get a little too into it. But at the end of the day, they're just movies on movies on movies. Spoiler alert. We're the show that needs a stronger moral message, according to a five-star review from 8 Times 9 who nice. argues it's our moral obligation to do so. Yes, that's yes. why I'm here. And thank you, thank whatever you, your name is. they're sure... That These one people are will agree.
1: hedonist, nonsense, amoral, you see, nihilists.
0: Pe- you can see this is what people think about you. I'm
1: protecting society <laughs> by being here. From podcasts. Anyways,
0: next week we're doing Wakanda forever. We're going to, we're recovering it forever. It's going to be an eight hour podcast. <laughs> Every week. Do you
1: guys have tickets? Because do. I don't.
0: No. Uh, I should, <laughs> I'm going to get some today. <laughs> it's sold though.
1: out. Really? I honestly don't know, know if we're going to be show. able to. We
0: will do it. We'll figure it out. might not be able to take like a bunch of people. It's sold out. out. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to push it. We'll Bat-a-day, figure it out. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, uh, this week, though, it's Kung Pao all day. So, David, what are you giving this movie out of
2: 10, oh, if you boy. can even score it out of 10, you know? Comedy is subjective. <laughs> Stupidity isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Kung Pao might be one of the stupidest movies in history, but I can't deny how much it made me laugh. Negative six out of 10. All right, nice. <laughs> it's a, what is that? Well, negative. if You guys don't remember. What else it's can you do? So That's bad good. it circles on good. This movie is stupid, and it's hard to like really pay attention for an hour and a half because it's like <laughs> constantly bombarded with fucking silly, <laughs> silly. Re- I had it on. The reason I was in the kitchen doing stuff, and she was like, she kept going,
0: "What is this?
2: <laughs> Wait, what is this?" <laughs> but yeah. it gets me. I got, I laughed like by m- I was watching by myself, and I laughed out loud. Oh yeah, so. for yeah, sure. It's, it's good. Riley, here's my slogan. I didn't think you
1: could make a perfect movie. <laughs> For teenage boys, uh, I absolutely loved this movie as a kid, and it's still very, very fun. As an adult, I can't rate it. I'm giving it a <laughs> out of 10, <laughs> because I don't even know how to evaluate this movie. It's more just like, it's like a car wreck or like something that you just can't look away from. It's yeah. so, like, I don't even know whether to say it's good or bad. Like, it perfectly achieves what it set out to do. It's not like it failed. Yeah. It did it. It's just, what did it do? I don't know. James, let us know.
0: <laughs> you may not like the humor, but you can at least respect the sheer density of jokes packed into this one-man show. Mm. It was my favorite as a teenager. I watched this a bazillion times. Mm-hmm. I do all the voices, quote the whole movie. So therefore, I don't know if it's funny to other people, <laughs> but it surely like is one of the... I didn't even realize this. This is one of the pillars of my... Sense of humor probably. Right. It's like probably. this. South Park. Yeah. Wayne's World Road Trip. Anyways, it still had me in stitches. That's I was laughing out loud like a few times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually had a bonding moment with my daughter watching it. It was really interesting. We'll get into that. But first, this message
1: For, from Mushu Fasa. Oh,
0: Taco Bell. Taco
2: Bell.
1: <laughs>
0: basement with Taco Bell. <laughs> Just joking, that's a quote from the movie. This me- this this video is an episode is sponsored by NIU. Their BQI C3 Pro is the evolution of the urban e-bike. Whether you're commuting across the city on the daily or you're a weekend warrior exploring the parks outside of town, the BQI C3 Pro will get you where you're going quickly and safely, if you drive safely. It offers up to 62 miles in range, swappable battery capabilities for extended range, and comes in three colors, white, glossy gray, matte black. Just white, though. <laughs> Get 20% off the NIU BQI C3 Pro from November 17th to December 4th. Plus, for the most avid riders, a chance to win an additional 50% off. Link below to learn more. Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring today's video. Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0 is designed to keep your family jewels safe with their ceramic blades featuring skin-safe tech to reduce nicks and cuts. Leave the cables at home. Because it's got a new wireless charging system that's compatible with most Qi charging pads. It's coreless. It's waterproof. It gets 90 minutes of use on a full charge. So head to manscape.com TJM20 and get 20% off and free shipping
2: today. You can do it today.
0: You could order it now, right? You could be shaving your balls tonight. Thanks to Established Titles for sponsoring this week's show. Established Titles is based upon an old Scottish custom where landowners were referred to as lairds or lords and ladies in English. What they do is they allow you to purchase at least one square foot of land in Edelston, Scotland. And owning land officially lets you call yourself a lord, so... Or Lord So and So, or Lady So and So, and the best part is, with every order, established titles plants one tree to help support global reforestation efforts. So why not help out in a fun way and uh, preserve the natural woodlands of Scotland while also getting to call yourself a Lord? What is your thing? Yeah, I get to call myself
1: a Lord. So jealous. Lord Lord Riley Murdoch says right there. Riley is
0: holding up a frame with his proclamation.
1: Proclamation. That's why did I do that? Lord Riley Murdoch. Yikes. Hereafter referred to as the Lord.
0: We have to call you the Lord now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna do this all day. Do
1: it. Do you get that for (laughs)
2: Techlinked? For this. But we don't get them. For they're just movies. We don't get. them! I don't know who set this up. What the fuck? Somebody set it up. But I'm a Lord now. Furious. Look,
1: my name's (laughs) Riley Murdoch. I have the most Celtic-sounding name out of us. I am Lord. Lord, 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 (laughs) Lord, Lord.
0: All right, guys. If you want one of these, it's a great last-minute gift. Established Titles is running a Black Friday sale, David. You're interested in this? <laughs> if you use TJM code, use our code, David. Get an additional 10 percent off. Go to establishedtitles.com/slash/TJM and get your
1: gifts now. Are you actually upset, David? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I wanted one. You can get one and plant a no tree in November. Aha!
0: Uh-huh, you're screwed. All uh-huh. right, let's get in this movie, guys. I guess you're gonna t- give us the synopsis. All
1: right. <laughs> Okay.
0: Are you going to tell us about the preamble that they opened the movie with? I don't... Wait, what was that? Well, it just says that the movie uses footage from oh. Tiger and Crane Fist, also yes. known as Savage, Savage Killers? This is important. Depending on the region. Uh, yeah, it's a
1: 1976 Hong Kong kung fu movie. So they just yeah, in case people, him in. In case people don't know what this movie is, it's basically Steve Odenkirk did like almost everything. I mean, he wrote it, he starred in it, he does all the voices of all the characters but it's like dubbed over footage as you're saying from this 1976 Hong Kong it's sort of like a lesser known one kung fu mu- uh film and
0: it's 50/50 that footage and yes. f- and the other 50% is uh the stuff they shot like when they do like a shot reverse shot and they show the back of somebody yeah. it'll be the old footage and they show the front it'll be or the I guess it depends on which character you're talking about, but right. they they mix in with body doubles and stuff like that to shoot new stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's they even did more effects ridiculous. work
1: and editing to insert these characters and new scenes in, and it is uh, it's visionary. I th- has it ever happened before? Has it ever happened after?
0: I don't know, but it was it's, it's an interesting artistic uh, like constraint to put yourself in. I've yeah. never heard of this, but we'll talk about that later. Setup.
1: Okay, here's what happens in the plot. I guess it's not really important, but. A man called The Chosen One who has a sentient tongue with a face named (laughs) tonguey. Uh... <laughs> wanders the land searching for Master Pain. What in God's name is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> an, uh, Master Pain, an emissary of the evil council who killed his parents and tried to kill him as a baby. The Chosen One, that is. Uh, the Chosen One trains at a dojo with the elderly Master Tang, the young man trained incorrectly as a joke wimp Lo <laughs> and his love interest, Ling. I don't think she has another role. <laughs> Master Pain arrives in town, demonstrates his impressive skills, and changes his name to Betty. The Chosen One then tries to match his skill, but he fails. (laughs) Nevertheless, he sets out to challenge Betty, defeating a Kung Fu cow on the way, only to fail once more. Seeking guidance, he turns to the heavens to see Mushu Fasa, who gives him advice. I don't remember what he says. After much training... The stars above. (laughs) The Chosen... Right. He says, oh, look to the stars above. After much training, the Chosen One finally learns how to remove the metal pyramids that are the source of Betty's power from his chest. The two then meet at a temple to fight, only to be interrupted by the evil council who turn out to be... The French. French aliens. The Chosen One... (laughs) The Chosen One is nearly defeated until he opens his mouth and Tonguey flies out and destroys the mothership. The Chosen One finally kills Betty... And we get a trailer for Kung Pao 2 <laughs> Tongue of Fury. <laughs> oh, <that's so laughs> and then good. there's a post-credit sequence. Oh, where, I didn't know that I didn't actually. That, I never where master, knew that. Master Tang is still alive, but he's like paralyzed and he's like, hey, is anyone going to come and get me? And there's a There's a hawk. There's a hawk like eating my leg. Oh, I remember that now. Please stop. Hey. And then, and then it like fades out of that scene, And he's like, just because it fades to black doesn't mean that it's not still eating me. Please come and help. (laughs) That's funny.
0: man. so I had an interesting experience watching this last night because basically it was my daughter who's three's bedtime, but she just wanted to like sit on the couch for 10 minutes and cuddle with daddy. And I was like, well, I'm watching this movie. So we just let her do it. And, um, it plays it totally straight. At the beginning of the movie, when oh, it yeah. first opens, the first like, three minutes or something, yeah. it's totally straight. There's a family in their hut, and then like some <laughs> gangsters knock on the door and and threaten them. And then he disposes of the dad, walks over to this baby carriage where there's a baby, draws a knife, raises the knife in the air. At this point, my daughter was like pulling the blanket up to her yeah, eyes to yeah. cover her face. She was scared. There's dramatic music and everything. I watched
1: this part with McClane, too. And I actually just
0: told her, I was like, it's okay, nothing bad's going to happen. Don't cover your eyes and she listened to me and then the knife comes down and the little baby arm comes up and yeah, blocks it. it and then the ensuing fight scene which like as a teenager was not never my favorite Bro, yeah, yeah yeah she was howling yes. howling <laughs> yeah. i mean I never heard her laugh like that. She, it, it just she could understand it. Like she knows, right. she understands the the conceit of the joke is like that yeah. babies aren't supposed to be that that advanced and adept. Yeah, so yeah, she understood that and and got so much like a joy out of watching this physical comedy of the baby fight.
1: Absolutely, McLean thought it was hilarious as well. I mean, like okay, full full disclosure, I didn't like sit down to watch this movie in the same way that I. Usually sit down to watch other movies. I got some snacks. Got my laptop out for notes. I just kind of put it on while we were like cleaning on the on Saturday or whatever. And but McLean was losing it like <laughs> for some reason. I mean, they're seeing themselves basically kind of like in this in this role. It is
0: pretty funny. Like yeah. even if, I was laughing a, a few times at it. Like yeah. there's funny noises and crap when the baby like dodges. He like dodges like, a, yeah. a strike and goes like,
2: <laughs> like What I think they're using the practical baby doll It's it's pretty funny Oh my like, like when he's got his little feet sticking out from under the bed <laughs> <then> He goes <laughs> to chop yeah. it and it's just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just so dumb Yeah
1: and like you say it is kind of like A slow ramp up to the Ridiculousness which is great I, if it just like started, like, okay, at the end of the movie, we get flying pyramids and French aliens. It's like, okay, that's like all the way to 11 ridiculousness. But it does, it does, you know, start as if it's like sort of a real movie. I don't know. It really sets the tone pretty fast. So the baby's rolling down the hill.
0: Oh my God. Yes. And then, uh, my favorite joke This is of one of those movie. lines that I, I realized I have a bunch of these laid out here Where like oh I say that every week I didn't realize how many things in this movie I say yeah. all the time Like the, the lady picks up the baby and looks at it and goes oh,
1: So cute oh, and so then cute. just rolls
2: it down
0: the next hill And that's when my wife was like wait What the fuck are you watching yeah. And then it does that there's a few jokes Like one of the styles of humor in this movie Is the repeated like goes on too long joke yes. That baby's just rolling, rolling down the just, hill. Not only are we going to show like you know, it's kind of like a shock humor thing, like showing a baby a baby just like rolling down dangerously down a hill. But it's like, okay, we're not only going to show that, we're going to show an adult like encourage that. Yeah. And we're going to show it for so long. It's like yeah. gratuitous.
1: I, I, I doubt that it's the very first movie to do this like falling down a hill forever trope, but like it made me think of Hot Rod, which did yeah. like the same thing. But with that, it's almost like Hot Rod didn't have the... Little breakup. It's like it breaks it up. And yeah. You don't know that the joke is going to continue, and then it like does continue, and that's even better.
0: Yeah. Also, the go- joke going on too long thing was in Family Guy a lot. Like yeah. when Peter hit, hits his knee.
1: Right. Yeah. Ah, yeah.
0: But this predates that. Yeah.
1: For is... sure, it's the first movie to take a joke uh, for too long. So
0: long, though. Like remember that other it's part? It's not where too long, though. It's y- it's hilarious. Remember where they have those? What are those zooms called? Uh the Shaw whip zooms? Brothers zooms. Oh, i never. The ones like the. <laughs> it's,
2: yeah. Yeah. It oh, does it oh so God. long. And, and then, then they zooming out. They move...
0: Yeah, and they innovate on it, iterate on it, and then they move on from that for a f- 20 seconds, and they do it again. Yeah. You're like, yeah, oh yeah. my God. I feel like It Steve, is funny again.
1: Steve Oedeker seems to be really good at those kind of jokes that are kind of like subverting expectations and like by, by taking these tropes of movie making and kind of like doing overdoing them or like flipping them around or whatever. It, but like... The weakness that he has is 100% in like just the writing. Like, if he can, th- he, like, it's hilarious that he has characters that are talking and then all of a sudden they just say, Wii U, like <laughs> that's out of so nowhere. stupid. <laughs> but I love you, chosen one, Wii U. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> but, and that's hilarious, but I feel like. Well, the dialogue is just not quite there, and he's like, and he was like, a super powerful guy. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's like a 13-year-old could have written this. I
2: admire how stupid the movie is, because it it almost takes like a high level of intelligence to write something this fucking stupid.
1: I don't know, man. Uh, I feel like it's I think like... So. I mean, the guy's... Okay. I think he's intelligent Dude, in some ways, and in chops, other ways though, it's right? like chop, I mean, so he's...
2: His chops, So He was...
0: He's like written, directed many movies... uh like he's Ace involved, Ventura. yeah. East Ventura movies. Mm-hmm. Bruce Almighty uh, was one of the kind of had a had a part early on with Jimmy Neutron.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, what is the he, other big one? Uh, well, Nutty Professor. Oh Patch yeah, Patch yeah. Adams. Yeah,
2: he, he has a pretty prolific career. He in did the stand 90s. up for like thirteen years yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like,
1: he's 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 primarily a writer and mm. and. Uh, yeah, he wrote. And then, he was, did, and then his,
0: but his real magnum opus is like <laughs> it's, it's this and the in th- the thumb movies. You ever see those? No. Oh yeah, there's thumb Titanic, the, yeah. the yeah. Titanic one, but it's all thumbs. Like basically yeah. the effect that he uses on the tongue in this movie with a little face, but on thumbs.
1: Yeah, thumb. Never Why do you want to base your career on this? And then there's, the
2: Star Wars one. Did he do thumb those all himself? Man, he must have made bank because those were in, like every blockbuster. Yeah,
1: they were. It was a big thing for a while. It's I think I read that. Yeah, Cartoon Network uh, showed Thumb Wars as a way to, like, promote the 2008 2D animated Clone Wars series that came out, which was fucking sick. Gendy Tartarovsky.
0: Yeah, Thumb Wars is a great (laughs) (laughs) prequel No, the
1: show was... Anyways, that's a Star Wars aside. But yeah, (laughs) they were just... And they were, like, the same type of humor. Like, just kind of, like, everything in... Like, it's the thumbpire versus the (laughs) thumbbellion... Thumb belly. And the guy main character is called Loke Ground Runner instead of Skywalker. But it's like it was a different time. I yeah. feel like
2: parodies at that time were like Well, YouTube didn't exist, so you were allowed to yeah. do what would now work on YouTube or right. on, on uh, whatever the other one's called. And now
1: it like when everyone has smartphones and the ability to edit video and to like like you see these parodies you know, as part of stupid online videos or whatever, but they're not released as
2: like full, full movies. Yeah.
0: nine million dollars they spent on this thing. They <laughs> spent
2: nine million dollars. A lot of it's on the VFX. Yeah, just oh, c- the baby CGI and the cow. A lot of it's on post. Those yeah. are the best parts of the movie.
0: <laughs> really, the cow scene I thought was like the, the worst. First time it's boring. Yeah, oh, yeah,
2: I'm joking. It's my.
0: But what's good about this movie is the all of the constraints you get from making this movie. You turn he uses right. So, for example, you have people's mouths moving, and you you have to say something. Uh, but... He just goes complete ridiculousness. Yeah. Like, there's that part where uh, Master Tang walks in and there's a bunch of people and they all like speak and like bout at the same time. They're all probably saying master or whatever. And he just goes, he just does like bad lip reading of it. Alfalfa. I was
1: like, <laughs> it's nothing. It doesn't matter. Our okay. sexual preferences are
0: <laughs> our
2: own. It's business. better when we do it together. Uh, sorry. <laughs> One of us is wearing a push up. I didn't
1: remember what they said, so I was just oh. going to let you take it.
2: Uh, there's be... some good ones. I felt like by the end of the movie, I found that a little exhausting. To be like, you know, have to not look at their mouths and just listen. Like it's, I don't know. Mm. My brain didn't like it. I love the, Mm. he
0: does everything with the dubbing too. He does the whole like, uh, somebody talks for a long time. Like the mouth just keeps moving and all he says is, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's a really big delay one too. Like the dog barks and lays down. And then you finally back? hear the yeah. bark so much later <laughs> Some funny ones Like just
2: every every possible iteration of a subtitle or a dub joke Oh my god! They do some good like little editing gags that sort of go with that Like I, I like when the master's talking to the chosen one And he's like You know like I, I heard my master told me about a prophecy That there will be a chosen one And it like takes like 30 <laughs> <Ta-da>! seconds <laughs> And then he's like There will be a chosen one And then it cuts back And then he told me of the significance, significance. It will be significant <laughs> And then he killed the dog <laughs> <laughs> it's like what big fart joke.
1: <laughs> oh, it, I also just love in that scene that like he's talking but he's supposed to be sick. He never like dies of the sickness or whatever, but like he's coughing the whole time and they they edit the fly going into his mouth. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, like rah, rah, you're watch-
0: you're watching the movie and you're like what can I do with this scene? The guy just like keeps coughing. Oh. Like, the
1: moth just goes, just, yeah. right, just <laughs> gets sucked right
0: up. It looks perfect.
1: I I this movie was so precious to me as a kid because, and I don't know whether we did this before or after we saw this movie, but my friends and I used to watch other like bad movies. Like we would watch like straight to DVD like. Uh, Mary Kate and Ashley movies, and we would sit around and we'd do voices. Oh, like we turned the volume Yeah, we'd turn the volume down. That's fine. At one point, we started like putting a camera there, and like, you know, it was a crappy camera on like a CRT or whatever. And and so we would record ourselves doing the dub over. They were unwatchable. You couldn't even hear what we were saying. (laughs) But like,
2: we had fun making them. We
1: thought this was hilarious. I mean, we were like, what, 12 or something at the time? Ah, and and like the idea that this guy, <laughs> this guy did that, and managed to make like a full movie and release it in theaters is just it's inspiring. It's to so a child, special. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a special time.
2: I like that. It. Oh, go ahead, David. I just I I think it's sad that we don't get movies like this anymore. You know, this tone of comedy that's just like. Gag driven silliness. Is, it is
0: such a pure comedy. It yeah. is yeah. nothing but comedy. <clears throat> and like I said, there's so many jokes. It's like there's a joke every like five seconds. It's
1: just right. like every and there, scene. What's it, it's interesting to see that comedies nowadays you can't really make a comedy that isn't also like a feel good movie or, or something. Action or... Yeah. Like it's like who was who what's the guy's name that did all of them? You know, like um
2: Leslie Nielsen, no. the Anchorman guy, Will Ferrell. Oh my his gosh! Why can't direct, I think of his director? name? We don't know what you're talking. Judd about. Apatow.
1: Judd Apatow.
2: That's okay. the guy.
0: With okay, like a Grace Notes kind of forty-year-old virgin. Yeah. Oh, I keep What's the this.
1: one where it's like they're the, the, the bros? They're knocked they're, up. No, they're 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 trying this to be bros.
2: The Get them to the Greek oh. Hangover. Step. Uh, I love you, man.
1: I love you, man. Yeah, the bromance. Why? What is wrong with me? I feel so old. It's crazy. I couldn't even think of it, uh, but yeah, Judd Apatow. I feel like he kind of changed. Maybe, maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. But it seems like in my memory that we had we had these like stupid, just like comedies that didn't have to have any redeeming factors at all, mm-hmm. and then we transitioned into comedies being like, okay, they're really really funny dramas with like like a feel good ending. You know. And I feel like we're missing this. We're missing comedies that just yeah, can be I think so it's
0: stupid. About the audience base, right? Like you can take because they always try to hit as many demos as possible, mm-hmm. right? There's right. like there's uh, like young there's young people, girls and boys. There's not so young people, girls and boys. Mm-hmm. That's like how they used to split it up. When you know we we're super binary back in the day, right? right so right. Uh, and you had to hit what like at least two or three of those yeah. or two.
2: I also feel like the internet changes how like comedies propagate where right. you think about Borat's probably like the last really huge quoted movie. And it's like, the well, Hangover came the after Borat. No, but it wasn't as quoted. I don't think as, as like people walking around in the same way, like Austin Powers, you know, like, mm. yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. I don't
1: think we, I was quoting the hangover as much as I was yeah. quoting like Borat or Anchorman. And or so whatever. I feel like,
0: but did you die? was the last big comedy quote from that comes from hangover too. Oh, I, think. I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Wow. I, I didn't feel. I didn't think that Hangover was like as influential as, I as think these he's other so ones. So overrated. What?
0: Craig Mazin? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. He's <laughs> the know. he's the screenwriter and he's writing the Last of Us show.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> he also <laughs> did Chernobyl. Okay? Chernobyl? Sure. okay.
0: Chernobyl. Yeah. Sure. He he's a good writer. Okay.
1: And he he wrote the Hangover and he wrote Chernobyl. That's amazing. Yeah. Is this like this is like the Succession guy? Forget his name. Don't know. Adam McKay. He was like an S.L.L. writer or something, and then he like wrote all these like crazy dramas. Yep, but I like. Oh, he wrote um, the the comet coming to destroy Earth movie we we watched on Netflix. Oh, don't
2: look up! Don't look up! Yeah, yeah. It's hard to think of comedies these days that are just funny. I feel like the last one that I was like this has no purpose other than to make me laugh is like Black Dynamite, and that's probably ten years old at this point. No, less than that.
1: Black Dynamite. Oh, who? What am I thinking of? Black Klansman?
2: No, the other one!
1: Anyways, continue. Keep talking. 2009.
2: Holy shit. Fuck.
0: (laughs) Man. Well, I was wrong. Uh, One thing that's cool about this movie is the, like you said earlier, Riley, how they, like, subvert movie things. So even that, like, Taco Bell product (laughs) placement is, like, breaking the fourth wall almost. It's, like, so bold-faced. I remember losing it. That's Uh, funny. And then another example is... um, there's a few times in this movie, it almost gets tiresome. Like, Ling says something to him and then he goes, uh, sorry, what? And she (laughs) she just has to say the whole line again. (laughs) I got everything about the last part. You should be able to beat him now!
1: Why can't I remember the name? It's like Sepetan. Like, what are you uh, even thinking oh, about uh, over there? Poodie Tang. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. That's so was, old, though. Pootie Tang is the other movie. Wadata. T- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her, drinking milk like a cat. So, Pootie Tang is like the other movie in my life that I watched that like was as ridiculous and stupid as... And quotable as kung pao. God, I feel like
0: my like childhood was bereft. I missed out on that. Oh man, you watch it now. It's pretty bad, but it's amazing. <laughs> Next week on They're just
1: movies. Pootie Tang. I love you, Pootie. <laughs> he's like, he's like twelve years old, and he's getting kicked out by his girlfriend. Like she's like throwing, and she's an adult woman, and she's like throwing his clothes out the window. like,
2: you're not, you're good for nothing, Pootie
1: Tang. And he's like, what? <laughs> twelve years, like he was a legend, like from the beginning, like. <laughs>
2: A weird movie. Anyways,
1: that's a weird movie to talk about. Um, but this movie
2: was great.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, I thought for the longest time that Steve O'Denkirk was Bob Odenkirk's brother.
2: You with what's well, Odenkirk? For yeah, Bob O'Denkirk. Bob Odenkirk is Steve o. Kirk To me, he looks like a mix of Ben Stiller and Leslie Nielsen. Like, why like do
0: I recognize him though? Like, well, he's been around. What else is he like in in though? The Thumb movies. But it, that's, it's his thumbs <laughs> oh, no, i recognize the thumbs um i think I his first line in this movie is really weird his first line is i need gopher chucks
1: yeah like yeah. you
0: see you've been with the character for like a solid 50 minutes but right. he hasn't spoken it's just yeah, that been was weird. the narrator
1: but that first i mean the first <laughs> fight is so great i feel like the 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 Maybe the worst line, it was kind of a funny thing because as we said, the beginning of the movie like sets the tone and you know what it, kind of movie it's going to be and those early jokes are really nice, but then it's like when he's wandering the countryside and he's like, he walked and ran and sometimes and drove, sometimes drove. <laughs> and it's like driving a car. I'm like, uh, but it's like, that's the kind of thing where I'm just like, it's not, it's not quite there. Like, I feel like there are some parts are less clever and more just kind of like, Why? You know? oh, I think that makes sense
0: because that's subverting a movie thing, right?
1: Yeah, that okay. So that one's that one's fine, but the one I'm thinking of, where I was just kind of like, I don't know why you're doing this. It's not really funny. It's just kind of like I feel like that with the cow it's scene. It's kind of weird. The like, cow fight, man. Co- it was on the, way too long. It, it did. It the cow go on
0: too... fight was a trailer moment, and it was. It's a Matrix parody. When yeah. he bends over to bends backwards to dodge <coughs> the milk, that was a big trailer moment, and that pushed a lot of people to go to the theater. But overall, I think the scene is just like
1: boring. I rem- Yeah. I remember the cow fight being funny as a kid. And especially cause it's kind of caught some of the gross out humor where he's like squirting the milk and stuff.
0: The funniest part is when he stands back up and he has a milk mustache. <laughs> he wipes it off.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. The be- I, I think the best part of the movie is, is like just kind of like subverting your expectations like that. But again, I, I wanted to come back to some parts are less clever and just like why, and I'm thinking of when she Ling is trying to get him to the defeat. She's like, "You should be able to beat him now that you like learned how to take out the pyramids." And they're in front of the candles, and the mo- and the shot. The camera keeps whipping back between them, and and he's like, "I'm sorry, yeah, she's we, like you should ta- be able to beat him about now." This a second ago. I'm sorry, oh, did you, you? No, I wasn't. Okay, well, yeah, I was we trying you. to remember Pooty Tang. Yeah, that that was not funny to me. You yeah. guys thought that was funny. It was a little tiresome. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're
0: kind of like oh, okay, I have to listen, but it's it's funny. Um. Uh, yeah, this movie got
1: horrible reception.
0: Yeah, I was reading some Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> responses. It was like this a movie, like this, befuddles critics because it aims so low. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> well, and it hits it perfectly at that low mark. You bite. really
2: have to be willing to watch a stupid movie, and I find stupid comedies is always like that. You have to be willing to just like go for the ride.
0: It really could be a one out of ten or a ten yeah, out of 10 hundred percent. Like to me, it's probably eight and a half yeah but like for most people like do
2: you like stupid full-on comedies okay it's probably a seven yeah. well i remember the first time i watched it was at a friend's sleepover and we mm-hmm. rented it or whatever and it was me like too. the <laughs> fucking best thing we'd ever seen me <laughs> laugh so hard and then i didn't watch it again until i was like 18 or 19 <clears throat> when you're like peak like i know what i'm talking about and i watched. It, and I was like this sucks i'm yeah, never gonna watch is, this again i can't believe i like this yeah and, I, and then this time i was worried i'm like oh maybe i'm like too boring maybe i'm just not funny enough anymore but I I just chose to go with it. And it's fucking great. It's hilarious. Yes. It's great. I rented it. I was at my auntie's house. And
0: I remember uh, I put it on. It was one of two movies you rented. I put it on. It was also like a sleepover. There's some other like cousins and crap there. And I remember my auntie just being like stupid and, wa- <laughs> and walking out. And I was like, what? And I really liked it. I bought and owned the DVD and oh I shared it to so many people. That's I showed my awesome. whole friend group and we quoted it endlessly. Yeah.
1: We're children, we're children, we're children.
0: (laughs) I, I love the part when those guys are walking with no lines and Odenkirk's like, I know what we can do here We have Ventriloquists 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 To be practiced every day it's like They're not saying anything Why not make them Ventriloquists yeah. Over here Outside yeah. the wall
1: Ventriloquists the wall. <laughs> Say <laughs> eh? hmm. But even that Like he's, his mouth doesn't move When he says that too Like Betty That's great though Ventriloquists <laughs> That's great
0: Because it shows like Oh he can He's
1: dealt with Ventriloquists before yeah. He's a ventriloquist himself In the lore I mean I feel like As someone who cares about lore This was such a freeing It's a freeing experience because you realize nothing matters. It's a sketch. It's just a comedy sketch. Oh, tricks won't it's... work on me, Vantrelliquens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's always hard though, because like comedy is I think really relies on, you know, being unexpected. Right. But if it goes too far all the time, your brain just doesn't it's just random, you know, it's haha random. That's kind of what the... I'm talking about. Yeah. And I find the movie is pretty good at not constantly well, being Well again, like... it has the
0: constraint of it has to show what the movie gives it, the original <laughs> yeah, source material that's gives it that footage so it's like okay, I have to turn this into a scene.
1: I mean yeah. it's not it's not coming from scratch. The best example of the source material just like giving a free joke is like Ling's father is injured and he goes and like he's sitting in bed and <laughs> the master tang get, does this thing to his chest and then he's just like rubbing his <laughs> this works for broom. both of us yeah he's like oh no please don't or like t- <laughs> I have a mortal wound there well that's what Oda
0: like, hey, don't ruin he's it like as a kid I watched these 70's martial arts movies and they were so close they are almost like parody of themselves they were so out there that they're almost like comedies like when mm. so you're watching this movie and you're thinking was that original footage? Because that looks like yeah, that, that looks so, so stupid. Rundown. Like when Betty's dying, right? And he's like crawling towards chosen one on the ground like with his hand outstretched, and he's bleeding everywhere. Ah, it's so over the top. It's like that actually was the, movie. the source yeah. material. So yeah, it's like yeah. already is funny. It's it's perfect fodder.
1: Oh my
2: god! But what do we? Oh god! What are we? What do we? What are we? I, I was just gonna, I was gonna move on to something else. Oh, I I think the movie does good good job adding on jokes. Like I think when he. Grabs the squirrel at the end, you don't know what it is, but it ends up being the protection. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls it out, he's got a handprint, and you're like, Oh, single, the squirrel's dead. Okay. But he's like, now for my part of the bargain, <laughs> yeah. pours peanuts like into the handprint and you're yeah. like, This and is like, stupid and then it like scurries <laughs> off. Yeah, it's so awesome because he's and been introduced as barking. being
0: raised by various desert rodents. Yeah, yeah. So like he can speak to squirrels. So
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Is yeah, that, it, is that, you is that why he can get the nun the gopher checks? Yes. The gopher chucks is such a weird thing. It's like, I need gopher chucks. But, like, why? And they're just spinning. <laughs> yeah, like, is it just... Because it's f- funny, well, the idea Well, of... nunchucks, you know. I know, but... I don't know. I don't know. It's it is just... dumb. It's think, dumb.
0: Yeah, but Oda could really spin a bow staff in nunchucks, eh? I was impressed. He's Yo, in great dude. He was
1: ripped. Yeah, I was impressed. I didn't expect him to be so ripped, but, like, you... Because you don't... You don't imagine that a movie like this is that... Like, people would take it seriously. But, clearly... Like it took a, it probably took a lot of work to do all this like uh, digital super like oh, yeah. imposing people in there and stuff like so th- they were clearly dedicated to the idea and he got he, I'm sure he probably wasn't that ripped before what's that Bowflex although he wanted I love that part <laughs> although he apparently wanted to do this for a while and it was originally going to be like not this movie specifically it was going to be like a bunch of different mm. scenes from other things it was going to be kind of like a like a What do you call it? Mashup? A mashup of like a bunch of different sources and then like dubbing over all that stuff as like a general parody of like anime and Mm. and Asian cinema in general, I guess. Like it's sort of a loving parody of Kung Fu movies. It never
2: feels like, yeah, it's mean-spirited.
1: Which kind of made me think like, would this, could you make this, obviously you wouldn't make this movie like this today. No. Just because we don't have the same sort of like comedies that are just stupid for the sake of being stupid. But like... What would we think about sort
0: of the cultural... Depends what you mean by we think. Landscape I think most of people would be like, if it was funny, would think <coughs> it was funny. But right. some people would write a lot of articles and make videos about how it's in poor taste. Like,
1: like it doesn't seem like you it's... You can't
0: tell a story that's not your... Like, you can't you can't make a documentary about the Middle East if you're not from there. You can't play a character who has a different identity or sexual orientation to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure people would be pretty upset
1: I'm sure they would be, but on its on the surface, by people I
0: mean probably like dozens of people who have keyboards, but like the majority. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how widespread it is right now, but certainly the industry now is not like you know you if if it's a if it's a non-white character even in like animation, it, you can't hire white people to do that anymore. Um, so I wonder how it would come across because like the movie isn't necessarily racist. It's not like making fun of Asians. It's making fun of this style of cinema, which was popular in that time and and place. He is doing like, uh, like a mock Chinese accent, I guess. Yeah, vaguely. Vaguely, Vaguely, but like most of the time it's just kind of like, yeah, I have a weird voice and I talk like this. Yeah, he
0: said that he was, he spent three months going through the, the the film and trying to like reorganize the footage to make a movie, and during that he was just putting in these little voice things just as like placeholders, and then they just ended up using them. <laughs> I
1: don't think, does he that. ever? He
0: planned on having a whole cast of people to do different yeah. voices.
1: Does he actually do like a Chinese accent at any point?
0: The closest is Betty, I think.
1: Betty? Because Link sort of sounds like no, she's just like chosen one. I think you should do this.
2: I don't think he has a specifically Chinese accent, which is a great. My choice. nipples look
1: like milk duds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who else is? And the the master just talks like this. Yeah, he doesn't have an accent either. Wow, I it's not racist, <laughs> right? <laughs> you tell me, man. The rules keep changing. You guys leave us in the comments if you think that it's. I I don't think it's racist. As a white man,
0: yeah, but you also (laughs) you also don't like Black Hobbits, so that's true. Get out of here!
1: I we should get rid of all those guys. (laughs) Whoa! Just kidding. Another show's uh, good. The Black Hobbits
0: are good. Another fourth wall breaking thing is the narrator. It's Master Tang. Yeah, because he goes like he's just telling you the story of the chosen one, like wandered here and wandered there, and then when uh, he punches the hole. Through the guys, like I mean look at that <laughs> Crap man That's like His stomach blood On the ground back there That
1: could be the best and then, But to he me. keeps
0: going It's like yeah. the scene
1: changes It's like How does that even work <laughs> yeah. There's like organs And bones and stuff
0: <laughs> Intestines And then later on It's a similar thing Like Master Tank Is about to get like Hit in the face By Betty And the camera like stops And it's like first person And he's like So here are my options <laughs> Should've gone with A <laughs>
1: get hit by the claw fall to the ground and die <laughs> stinky pits and all baby okay mushu Fasa. what the hell was that like it just came out of nowhere i like, think it's it, just like it's that's a not he- even a parody of kung fu movies it's just like it's all a, of a hero's sudden, journey thing I guess so. It was just like all of a sudden we're doing Lion King parody now. Like I na- mean the- now the part of the story
0: where he talks to like the master who gives him a cryptic piece of advice and yeah. it could be Mushu from Mulan or Mufasa from Lion King.
1: <laughs> this is CNN. That made me laugh.
0: CNN. <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: Oh, man. A oh, man. It's another movie.
0: stupid joke. Not like this whole thing just has to be like... I don't know, just quoting the movie but I was Basically. laughing so much when uh one of the like the footage they used and again you wonder like what was the purpose in the original movie for this? It's like Betty is looking through like books and that like there's artwork of tigers. And he's like, tiger, tiger. And then it shows like a bunch of different cranes. Like, birdie, birdy, I
1: like birdies.
0: What was that all about?
1: It's, about? it's about using footage from the movie that he thought he could do something with. Yeah, like, no, I but was what
0: like, was it in the original movie? And then... I, I, oh, I think he's like... I find it titillating and funny just... To watch it with that in mind, like they had that in the original movie, right. and then Steve had to sit down with it, and what he came up with was just like just be so stupid.
1: With I think it. he was probably studying it. like different uh, kung fu styles, like there's crane style oh, and tiger, style, tiger so. style and stuff. So yeah, looking at pictures I know of tigers that, will get you there. I know that because of Kung Fu Panda.
2: Oh,
0: and, the and snake. Batman Begins, mantis and the style. Remember yeah. when Batman oh, man, Begins? Remember right. when Batman gets to the top of the mountain and then no. and then Deckard's not Deckard Cain, that's Deckard? Like, Deckard Cain is from friggin- Razal Raza- Ghoul? Yeah, Razal Ghoul. Deckard Cain's from freaking Diablo. Uh-oh. No, Razal Ghoul is there, but it's played by Neeson. No, yeah. And then Bruce starts like doing these different poses and he's like,
2: Tiger! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I don't remember I only remember Kung Fu up. Panda. <laughs> oh I just I wanted to bring this up Uh, (laughs) that doesn't mean a person's dead (laughs) um what was it I wanted to bring up the random CGI things in the background so like there's a panning shot where we're panning away from the dojo, and then this like little alien thing. Is that just like a? Is sp- like, wah,
0: wah. is that a Star Wars reference? No,
1: it's just completely random. I thought
0: it was like a, 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 a d-
2: commentary on like digitally putting in stupid crap that doesn't need to be That's there. That's why I interpreted it. It as
1: might as have as been well. that. It might have been a commentary. But then it's also kind of
2: foreshadowing because there ends up being aliens in the movie. I honestly I think, think it looks like that at all. I
1: honestly I'm think right. it was just like, just put that in there. Why not? I don't know. It seems so random because like there's nothing to really indicate that it's like a parody of anything specifically. It's just random. And then uh, like at another point when he's fighting the cow, there's a spinning, there's a flying pyramid in the background. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I saw that. Yeah. And it's just like, there might be more examples of like random CGI stuff in the background. I
0: I wonder why that pyramid was there. I think it's just to make it a little less of a deus ex machina when they show up. Like they just want it to be like established. mm.
1: I think that was like... (laughs) It ends up being less of a deus ex machina, but I think they just put it in there because why the hell not?
2: (laughs) I guess they had built the asset and it's not very expensive to put it in there. The whole
1: movie is why the hell not? Why not have have one boob? Exactly. (laughs) What's up with that? And that was a completely new character. They just completely came up with that. Like, that's not footage. What's her name? Jennifer Tom. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. Whoa. And I was watching, uh, my kid was still with me and she
0: didn't comment on it. She didn't notice. It didn't like hit her perception. That this person with one boob look different.
2: Hey, does your three-year-old
1: have boobs? Interesting.
0: Boobies? Oh, she, yeah. In our household, we call them tits. Nice. It's really funny Very to train cool. your kid to call them tits.
1: That'll be great when she goes to school. Yep. <laughs> my teacher has nice tits.
0: Uh, that's weird. Huh? Why would she say that? I don't know. But she certain strawberries. She I says, wouldn't this say that.
1: Strawberry looks like tits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the ones. <laughs> oh my god. She's not wrong. <laughs> oh no. What are your kids going to do? Lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about this movie, honestly.
2: To be completely honest with you. Let's just uh, let the movie do the speaking. Editor, roll the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Should we get into other things? I'm glad there early? was never a
2: sequel. If
0: there was, I didn't see it. It was even worse. Apparently, the sequel sure. is in no Development Hell.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, it'll, it'll never happen. But it'll
1: never happen. there was some news about it back in 2015. But like before that, because this movie came out in 2002 right
2: yes uh, possible, right. and
1: uh yep it is and they i think they started working on a sequel fairly soon but uh they
0: talk about the sequel so much in this movie
1: do they whoa keep saying i'll see you again in the sequel yeah i think she it says was, it twice it was only supposed to be a joke it oh his original plan was for there to be oh and a live stream on march 27th 2022 Wow, okay. Oda has stated that while his original plan was for there to
2: be a Kung Pao trilogy, <laughs> come on, man. Discussions
1: to make a sequel with 20th Century Studios have not worked out.
2: Hey, but that now they're owned by Disney. I'm sure Disney's eager to make a yeah. sequel. He also
1: stated that he has thought of making a spiritual successor to the film using spaghetti westerns
2: and or sword and sandal films. I think that would be a better move.
1: Like, like not doing kung fu. Yeah, movies they, they again. should be
2: different. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, it's the same with like Black Dynamite was a play on black movies, yeah. but the second one is going to be like a western. But I feel like I mean, the whole s- smart move.
1: The whole joke of the dubbed over thing.
2: Well, it's spaghetti. Spaghetti westerns are Italian, right? Yeah, so that would work.
1: And then like sword and sandal though that's the like a Kurosawa British ones.
2: Yeah, those are like Ben Hur and stuff.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, good. Not, uh, best uh, well. of luck to him. I I kind of don't want him to.
2: Dude, None we're all that. waiting for your eight thumb movie. Give us your eight <laughs> thumb <laughs> movie. What movie should be thumbed? Uh, uh, like, Avatar. A- Thumbatar? Th- that Avathum. thumb. A thumb. I have a thumb.
1: Honestly, don't know whether, like, I watch a movie like this, and I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm laughing a lot. Do I ever want comedy like this to
2: return? And I don't know. I desperately want silly, gag-driven comedy to return. Like, I would do, like, even if it was Scary Movie 11, if they actually put effort into it, I would be so happy.
1: I feel like it's super easy to make something like this and have it not be, like super funny like because if this in order for these to succeed they have to be like you're rolling on the floor well, you're quoting it constantly
2: and i think the not enough credit is given to how much work goes into making the good ones good like mm. steve onkirk really believed in this and he probably worked his ass off to oh, make yeah. it work whereas like so many of the the gag movies it's just like a cheap movie to produce and like hey it's a pretty easy guaranteed like box office success so like you know we'll make it we'll hire people they'll all be doing it as a job not I need to make not another teen movie. I need to express that joke. I need to get that humor out of me. And I think that's the problem is people aren't like excited about the idea of making Well you need a good story kind of engine movie. too. So mm.
0: starting with the bones that they did here, you've got you know how can we spin the genre? So we haven't barely talked about Wimp Low, but when I was a kid, that was the funniest character we quoted the most. Like
1: face to foot style, how'd you like it? <laughs>
0: My
2: nuts to your fa- your fist style, like it's hilarious. I just think that the the idea that they purposefully trained him wrong is so funny. It's a joke, but they have this. They're like, what if? That's what he's saying. He's like, what if there
0: was someone that was just thought fighting was backwards, and you have like this this side character who's at the dojo anyway so like you have that as a starting point yeah but man i am bleeding making me the victor This <laughs> is
1: <laughs> so funny man uh,
0: he'll kill you like a small dog
1: but, i didn't think that like that's one of the things where i was just kind of like eh. oh my god what's wrong with you <laughs> well i liked everything else
0: wimplow anyways guys we, we want to move on to some other segments like we're now so. playing. but first uh list of I swear, that this is the last one. Three things that I found myself, I, I say these all the time. And I wonder watching this, if you noticed, or if my wife, I wondered about my wife, but you could think of this, they could fit you as well. Like, oh, James says that all the time.
1: Mm. Did you notice any moments like that? During the no, not you weren't thinking the, of me. Not I mean the nipples. The yeah, car like, was milk like duds. <laughs> he's like, Master Payne's me with the mayor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the part that I always do, oh, who's buying? Oh, who's buying? <laughs> That's so. No, funny. I've never heard you do or that. Like, that is tender. That <laughs> after he's hurt, movie, that is
1: tender. No, I haven't That's heard, so, heard but that. You go that way. I'll go home. <laughs>
2: ah, <laughs> i that one. That so that was a good one. <laughs> That's a good one.
1: I, I, we, we said the they one... sneak, they sneak up on you. They're, they're like, haha! It's at true, the time, it's true. But they embed because, like, you you kind of like get into a place where you're just used to hearing this sort of like, oh, it's like a big stick. Oh no, you, like it, it's it's like the low. There's a low level of of kind of nonsense, and then every once in a while, there's a spike. It's like the quantum field, mm. <laughs> and then there's enough builds up eventually to create a particle. You know what I mean? There's yeah. these
0: gluons of comedy.
1: Yeah, we we talked that about. Mean- The other one, the other example of Master Tang sort of like, like, oh my God, did you see that? It was just like cut out, like it was like one single chunk. And the other, the the other example of that that I really love is him saying when he's training to pull the pyramids out, and he's like, he trained and trained, but the pyramids were too smooth to pull and pointy, (laughs) so they would like poke your hands and (laughs) hurt a lot. (laughs) They do look pointy. I I don't want to go. I love anytime the movie just kind of like takes a second to be like, all right, we're just (laughs) going to just ad lib this a little bit. It was like, it was really painful.
0: Speaking of that guy who gets that circle punch out of him. I loved (laughs) when they show the sequel trailer at the end and that guy's back and he has like a ball and chain weapon with the, the thing on yeah, the end of the chain yeah. is his own like oh, stomach wow. circles. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that they was brought awesome. Brought that back. I seem to remember like there's part of that where there's a million people running down the hill towards him, and he starts like counting them, like oh, one, do yeah, yeah, this yeah. finger. And I seem to remember that being in the trailer for this
1: movie. Oh, maybe. Oh. I mean, makes sense. My my last like absolute laugh out loud moment in the movie was when he's what does he go he goes to the guy and oh he buys nuts and he's like give me all your nuts and he's like that's a lot of nuts I say that all the time Okay, yeah, (laughs) that'll be four bucks baby (laughs) and then he pulls out the phone he's like he just left with all the nuts or whatever oh my gosh great movie I guess
0: they just placed the phone there yeah, yeah, that was digital. They didn't make tell. that character. Mm.
1: I could tell. That Anyways.
0: That wasn't in the real one. Let's do now, what do you want? Now play. I got two buttons here. Now playing, what are you watching, Riley? I, uh. Playing games? Listen to music? I think
1: since last week, I haven't watched the latest episode of Andor just because I've been busy, <gasps> but Andor's awesome. Once again, please watch Andor. I'm also playing Anthem, the video game. Yeah, Still, we know, yeah, know yeah. the Did things. I say that last yeah. week? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Moving on. I've
0: been watching Dahmer because I'm unethical. Tell me about it. <laughs> um it's okay. Like I think that the the first episode is the most I mean, I've only seen like four episodes. The okay. first episode is definitely the most like disturbing and yeah. like evocative. Um and is the best yeah. so far. After that, it kind of takes a more exploratory, like, let's see his childhood and what caused this person. And by the time you get to, like, episode, I don't know, four or something, they even try to, like, humanize him a bit. In that it's like, oh, yeah, what you have is this known condition. Some people have it. Because um, he wasn't, like, an absolute psycho. Like, he, so he so- asked for help many yeah, times, right? Yeah, and he, he um, wanted, like, once he was caught, he, like, you know, he just wanted the people to have, you know, like he he wasn't like ah I'll I'll, I'll break out I'll do it again no. he, he's he's like yeah I did a bad thing um so they show you that kind of stuff I did a really bad thing I just named fifteen people yeah no biggie um so yeah it, it's okay it's an okay show fact,
2: after the acting's pretty good
0: the acting yeah yeah I'd say so and it's it's well done but it's just like kind of boring my my like drive to watch it is I'm not like binging it at all mm-hmm.
2: I watch one episode like five days go by I watch another one it's like God. meh. Do you, are you excited by the idea that they just got the Green for two more seasons? I have no idea. I yeah. don't know. Two what, more seasons I don't know of the what... Jeffrey Dahmer no, show? It'll be Monster. It'll be exploring other historical figures that had, or like monstrous figures throughout history that had huge influences of their time. So It'll just be like another two seasons of different serial killers. <laughs> I mean, maybe.
0: I don't think, I don't know. I haven't seen enough uh, critical. Uh, analysis of this film to know how accurate it is to Mm. know if that's a good idea or not i know that it's re-traumatizing to people involved um there's not many of those people so mm, if there's like a net benefit
2: for society to watch this we gotta go back to like serial killers from before like victims would still be alive there's like serial killers in like the pilgrim days man were they? Yeah, there was like people that when they did the well, crossing. Jack the to Ripper. The, well, they did crossing well, to him north, like the basically west. Basically,
1: everyone was a serial killer back then.
2: Yeah, you just assumed. You just kind of killed people. No, but when I, you I remember to. reading a story about like it was like a family of people that they were like, you know, midpoint in between the east and the west. So when people came up in the caravans once in a while, like, you know, they just wouldn't leave the house. They would be killed and, you know. Yeah, the problem is there's no data. So the thing with That's Dahmer fair. is they have those hours and hours of That's interview fair. tapes. That's fair.
0: And I don't know how well they stick to it, but giving it the benefit of the doubt you're watching the film and you're like oh we know this happened as when he was a teenager probably because he said talked about in the interview otherwise you just wouldn't know like oh yeah, it's he's, all fiction did you know? he really dissect these things with his dad like we don't know but like yeah, i guess i fair. assume that they do know because he said it in yep. these interviews okay that's fine that's
1: fair. i feel like we talked about this a little bit i guess i feel like it's we just don't we don't really need this yes agreed <clears throat> i feel like it doesn't help society I don't hate it, and I don't think it should be like stopped or anything. But at, when when people talk about, ooh, there's a cool new show about a serial killer, and it talks it dives deep into his life and like dramatizes it. I'm kind of like, this probably isn't doing good things. Well, I think like to society, I, I don't a- think
0: it's materially worse than any other completely fictionalized violence that you do. Like. I
1: can't imagine it doing. I can't imagine it doing a lot of harm, but I can imagine. Someone watching it and having some like dark impulses and thinking, yeah, I'm going to be a legend just like this guy or something.
2: Well, I, I feel like th- it used to be we were scared that kids couldn't tell the difference between fiction and fact. But now I feel like we can't tell the difference between fact and fiction. Like we look at a, a true story and we're like, haha, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, oh, you, it's you just know? a story. And it's not that the story is necessarily like, glorifying him, but we have this weird kink as like an online society to be like, yo, Jeffrey, he's like misunderstood. You know, he's so hot. Like, and I feel like the more we do these things and they become media sensations, the further down that rabbit hole of like totally not being able to separate reality from fiction. It's tough. I mean, you can tell
0: if the uh, filmmakers are trying to uh, have certain moments that snap you back to be like, Oh yeah, he's, he's completely repugnant and reprehensible. Mm. Um, but you can only do so much, right? Yeah. No, this is like a. You know, soft... Then you have people like Riley who just like don't get what the filmmaker's trying to do, and are just...
2: yeah, I just don't understand. If he doesn't yeah. have on-screen text, you know, it's not fair um, enough.
1: This is a very soft opinion, I think I'm taking. I'm like, go, you know, it doesn't really bother me that much. But if I had to, if I had to choose, if I had to say whether this is good or bad for society, I'd probably err on the bad side. I feel
2: like true crime and like its existence isn't a problem. It's the oversaturation of it amongst like podcast TV documentary that feels like it's symptomatic of some weird, absolutely broken part of our society. Mm. Right. So like, you're not mad at the supply. You're mad at the at the demand. Like why is there so much demand? Yeah. And like, there's so much of it out there. Like, why do you need more? Like, mm. why do you need 17 different fucking documentaries about Jeffrey Dahmer? I don't know. What does that <laughs> say about you? Who
0: do you want to see next? Ted Bundy? <laughs>
2: I want to see the, 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 the fucking, what's the, Tinder, the Tinder serial killer. Let's go with him. You? That's the thing? The guy in you? I am the serial killer. (laughs) No, (laughs) I mean you, the movie, the show. I don't know. (laughs) I just, I don't know enough of modern serial killers. What other shows, guys? I watched Smile. Oh my God. It's a horror movie, right? I haven't even seen the trailer. Horror movie. So that's the one that you'll see the poster of the people like doing the creepy smile. Yeah. It looked, um... It looked bad. Well, I should have known. They advertise aggressively on TikTok, so that should have told me all I need to know. Uh, okay, I'll do non-spoiler first. What did no, I say? spoiler <laughs> Not a single spoiler. Um, You're a lord. I want to be so bad. Um, it's a stupid horror movie, uh, but it teeters on like something more interesting. The core conceit of it, which I'll talk about in a little spoilers, is really interesting, but it totally... Like undercuts itself by going for horror tropes instead of like sticking with itself and being a little bit bold, um, and it also, before spoilers like mild, now we're in mild spoilers level one spoiler, <laughs> um, horror movies that the whole movie is no one believes the hysterical woman are fucking exhausting. Oh, I yeah. I fucking hate. That's annoying. It's like the whole movie is like, oh, this is happening, this is happening. Uh-huh, okay, yeah, you should just go home and get some yeah. rest. Like, Are you sure you're not on your period? Yeah, and so this movie is like 90% Even, uh,
1: even
0: aside from the uh, gender aspect of it, just being the audience can't be that superior. Yeah. You can't, there's a limit where it gets annoying where you're waiting for the film to catch up Yeah, and it's annoying unless it's making a statement. Well, Sometimes like they do that in Dahmer, the first episode where it's like, yeah, they're the lady was trying to tell the cops and they were just brushed her off. Yeah. You know, and that's a statement. Yeah. And in a
2: period piece, especially when it, you're like, okay, that's what yeah. it was like at the time. So sure. But in this, it, it like, you could probably do a generous reading where you're like, Oh, there's a reason they do it. But basically, okay, we're into spoilers for smile. Uh, Sorry, you smilers out there. (laughs) Um, The core conceit is the monster is the the personification, but in a ghost or whatever, of trauma. So when you have trauma, you know, it carries forward and people are passing on this trauma. Basically, what happens is you kill, like you get haunted by this ghost for four or five days or whatever. And then you'll kill yourself really violently in front of someone else. And that'll pass on the the curse to them. Uh And it's about like cyclical trauma the main character w- saw her mom found her mom's body when she od'd uh and that's why she became a psychiatrist that's how she f- meets the person like as the curse who kills in front of stuff so it's all about trauma even before the movie says the word trauma it's clearly like mm. the monster is trauma haha great. very 2022 very 2022 yeah it's there's moments where i'm like hey this is kind of interesting as an exploration of like how why you need help and how people in your life kind of like come to you or don't and, like, like the Babadook we have an episode yeah on that. there's exactly that right. or men is I think it's really comparable to men in like at, at its at Smile's best points it's kind of you know touching on those things but then once we get to the third act and she goes to the old family abandoned home where the mom died or whatever and she's walking around with her lantern in the house and then she opens the door and the ghost of the mom is there and the mom is like you could have saved me because it turns out that she found her when she was ODing and she could have saved her when she was 10 or whatever. And she, she, basically what happens is she has the chance to confront her trauma. And I think that's like the tension of the whole movie is like, is she going to get the help that she needs? Is she going to like actually deal with her trauma? Mm. And in that scene, she does, she stands up to the mom and she's like, it's not my fault. I was a kid. I couldn't do it. And she fights off. And then the mom turns into a giant monster and chases through the house. Oh wow. And she fights her and like burns her to the ground. And I'm like, kind of interesting you know like you you do your work you, you fight your trauma you stand up like you can get better you can right. beat trauma Again. and then and then she goes to her cop friend's house her ex-boyfriend's house and is like oh i'm so tired like can you watch me sleep and then he does the smile <laughs> and is like oh no and then she runs into the apartment and then she's back at the house she never was there It was all in her head and I then she, the monster's there and it's like haha you can't leave and then her boyfriend breaks into the house and then she kills herself in front of him. And the curse continues. Wow. And it's dark. The moment. Yeah. The moment when she actually she was fighting her mom and she lights her on fire and beats her. I was like, that's this is good. This yeah. is a good ending. Like, you yeah. know, she she it's subverting the normal horror trope of like, you know, monsters going to keep coming back. And like you have, you have to do the work. You have to do this if you reach out to the people that help and like eventually you can conquer this. But then it's just like haha, it's in your head. <laughs> monster can't be beat. Trauma that, can't be beat. See,
1: like there are some, there are some times when the sort of cheesy ending is yeah. the is the good one. You know that the cheesy happy ending. Well, and it's like the... the I wonder s- how uh,
0: if you're alone or if like I guess they did test screenings. You would think, but usually audiences prefer ending like you're describing like an uplifting thing but maybe horror audiences are different
2: i think that i was thinking about that that there was a probably a version of the script where it had the more positive ending because that's the the scene where she beats her mom is a good scene and it's like she lights her on fire and you're like yeah nice cool and then it's just like such a tacked on little cadence or a little quote at the end and they're like oh and i remember being like my like my my partner's kid was next to me. He's like, Oh, the monster's not dead. And I was like, No way, like no way. She's like, they advertise on TikTok, <laughs> like nah. the monster's coming back. Yeah. And she was right. And it was just like it sucks that they didn't have enough faith in their concept because like it's not a bad idea to have trauma be the monster that you have to beat. But the fact that, like, the conclusion is you can't beat it. You think an executive tacked that on? I think so. I think that they're like, oh, it's so much cooler if, like, you know, the monster keeps going, sequel! sequel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Smiler. Smilier. Oh, <laughs> smilier. Toothy smile. Oh, no. But uh, I give it a 5.5. 5. It was fine.
1: I thought, yeah, it just looked like an attempt to make a horror movie based on, like, a single trope, which was, like, sometimes... When In a horror movie, when the camera stays on a character and then they smile slowly, so it's creepy.
2: It let like actually, a whole movie out of that. One of the dimensions <laughs> I think that is kind of interesting is the smiling is the covering up your trauma. Mm.
1: So that's like
2: I th- what I think they're going for is like you smile because like your partner doesn't actually want to know what you're, you're struggling with. And so that smile is like the the facade you put to hide the monster. And I think that is kind of interesting if I give it that reading but I don't know if it, I'm giving too much credit to the movie.
1: All right. Maybe. So what would you give it out of 5.5. Oh, nice. That's what I gave Heat <laughs> before I upgraded it. Heat. <laughs> heat and smile. I yeah. upgraded it. Come on, right. It's a 6.5. People are getting at me in the comments. Should we do they fan should. service? Yeah, sure. I just have one comment. Uh. Roy Briggs commented on the Heat episode that, fun fact, My uncle served in the British Army and eventually ended up as an instructor. Apparently, they show the shootout after the failed heist uh, to soldiers in training to illustrate how to effectively perform fire and move tactics. Yeah,
0: I've seen more than one comment about that. More than one service uses it for that suppressive fire kind of...
1: Which I guess is like, I can see because they do show people shooting and then taking cover and then moving up and then shooting and taking cover. So I can see that. But like... That doesn't mean that that scene was well well done, I feel like. It I was just confusing. I was just like, who's shooting at who? Cop we talked about bank this, robbers. but I just... I agree with you. It doesn't mean that it's... A good scene. I want to reiterate. There's a lot of people saying, I, "How could you not like Heat?" I'm like, I gave it over five. When we gave it, when we give something over five, that means that we liked it broadly. Yeah. Like I enjoyed my time. If it's under five, I wish I didn't watch it to a certain extent.
2: Yeah. Above five, you like it. You're not necessarily recommending it.
1: Yeah. Like, and I upgraded to a six point five, which is
2: that's decently high.
1: Good, I'm acknowledging that it's a good movie. It's just not my, for me. On my score,
0: it's not like. A seven is where it's a recommend. I feel like, yeah, seven is good. Although, there,
2: six is okay.
0: And then, like, yeah, anything yeah. Le- like a high six is like, it's it has caveats. It's a recommend with yeah. caveats. Like, so. the Snyder Cut, I think, is like a 6.8. It's like, if you like this kind of stuff and you got a lot of time, then watch this. Right. That's really
1: fair. I mean, that's what I would say about this movie. It's .5 under a seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, Heat or Kung Pao?
1: Um a person with a name who I can't pronounce because it's it appears like it's in the Cyrillic alphabet says episode after next the Riley Life Tips brand gets announced. Heck yeah. No,
0: that episode after next is the uh mailbag episode with the therapy questions. That's
2: just saying his life tips. Yeah, my life tips. Your that's, life tips. That's brands? what it's going to be. I can't believe you're breaking It's just going
1: to be stay home and don't do very much. Just give up. Settle. Criticize movies that other people like <laughs> Go a with lot. the flow. <laughs> Just chill, dude. Be a
0: minimalist. Oh, there was one fan service thing I had here, actually. It's uh right it's for the heat episode. Riley hits his bullshit bingo. <laughs> he hits the, I was gonna say that one. He hits the his bullshit bingo early in this episode. Like he watches movies without adjusting to the context. I love that. It's a, like we've we've grown from the Riley like hates every movie to like they they see it's your patterns. They see your patterns like <laughs> there's like the five things
1: Riley's always gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get why we have to cheer for criminals, etc. Yes, I didn't say that in this one though, did I? I wasn't talking about the criminal aspect. I wasn't even talking about. I barely talked about the morality aspect of this one. Thank you. I just said I just didn't like the structure. It just took too long, and there are too many plot that's threads for a different. That's a different too episode. Long, too yeah, watch the Heat episode to hear me complain about that.
0: You guys got anything else? No, I didn't see anything. Let's it. get the heck out of here. Thanks for watching, guys. Next week well, this week, email Panda. us your relationship problems, oh, yes. problems with your kids, your parents. And your I'll partners. tell
1: your Riley will tell you how to fix everything.
0: Riley left hits. You gonna take his advice?
1: First after off hearing his movie takes. Stop watching movies recommended by these Yahoos. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Kung Pao. You can add us
0: Show sure, your Twitter, kids. Elon's Twitter at TJM. <laughs> po- we
2: are TGMPod. paying for the
0: verification. We are? Yes. Okay. And
2: Elonbird.com. You
1: can, you can
0: email us. Hello, at are You
1: should change it to Elonbirdsite.com. Bye. Love you.